Previously, previously, on WIA National News. Uh, calling NA1SS, uh, NA1SS, this is VK5, Zulu Alpha India calling and listening. Uh, do you copy, Bill? On Friday evening, the 31st of March, students, teachers, parents and radio amateurs gathered at the Briar Hill Primary School, northeast of Melbourne, for a night many won't forget for a long time. Uh, Tony, good afternoon. It's nice to hear you. Uh, Bill, it is a very low elevation pass, only about 15 degrees, and uh, we have eight minutes. So uh, at this stage, I'll ask Sam to uh, come up and ask his first question for you. Sam, go ahead, please. Hello, mine is Sam. Can you play music on a stereo in space? Over. Uh, Sam, yes, we can. We do have a stereo here. It's just a regular automobile stereo. Unfortunately, it's broken. So we play music on our computers, over. Okay, the very first WIA Centenary Award has been issued. Quick off the mark to qualify for the WIA Centenary Award is John Fisher, VK3DQ, who has been presented with his award certificate personally by the WIA President, Michael Owen, VK3KI. The award claimed by DQ had three contacts with VK100 WIA, one with the WIA during May and then with the Wagga and Midland Amateur Radio Clubs in June, plus 14 WIA members to tally up the required 100 points. The board of the WIA will provide members with a weekly progress report on this news broadcast service until editions 2 and 3 of 2020 are in the hands of our members. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. July 26, 2020, I'm Graham VK4BB. This is the WIA AGM weekend. Shortly, we'll hear from, no, not the President, and I was hoping that Greg would be along this week to fill us in on what he and the WIA Board have achieved for us this WIA year. However, we will have Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, and also Peter Clee, VK8ZZ. ABC North Queensland have announced the main AM broadcast 198 metre high mast situated near Brandon, North Queensland, in service since 1959, will be demolished and replaced with a new 236 metre high mast. During the work, 6.30 will remain on air. However, it reduced power on a backup medium wave antenna. The work is expected to start next Wednesday and be completed in November 2020. Fast work indeed. The three-year planning stage for the replacement mast has taken into account enhancements to ensure reliability of coverage for 4QN and includes the latest enhancements in severe weather structural survivability. A number of backup temporary FM broadcast services have been brought online in North Queensland. This is WIA Secretary Peter VK8ZZ with a post-AGM debrief. Victoria is in a serious lockdown with limitations on the movement of individuals inside the metropolitan area. That meant that yesterday saw the virtual annual general meeting, a first for the WIA. It is worth noting that the AGM held in 2016 was streamed live from Norfolk Island, but there was no ability to vote electronically like we have done this year. I will be putting up the full statistics on how many votes were cast and how many registered to attend the AGM, on the news page in the next day or so. This year, the AGM was a very simple affair. There was no business conducted that was not required. The members only had to consider 
the matters of the previous minutes as well as the audited financial statement and director's report. Consideration had been given to making some changes to the constitution, but the board decided to postpone any such amendments for the time being. We may hold a special general meeting to consider any such changes at some time in the future. Clause 12.3 of our constitution states that at the first meeting of the board following an AGM, the directors shall appoint from their number a president and vice president who shall hold office until the meeting of the board following an annual general meeting. The board will hold its regular meeting on Tuesday the 28th of July, whereupon the executive positions will be filled. At the conclusion of the AGM, Vice President Aidan, VK4APM, completed his term as a director of the WIA. Aidan did not renominate at the election conducted earlier this year. Scott Williams, VK3KJ, also completed his short term as a director, thus creating two vacancies on the board. The board wished to thank Aidan and Scott for their hard work and contribution to the board during these terms of office. I know that they will not be far away if we need to call on them for assistance this coming year. Section 12.5A of the Constitution deals with the board casual vacancies. It states in part that if any vacancy occurs in the board for any reason, that vacancy must be filled within three calendar months. We recently advertised in the National News seeking expressions of interest to fill the vacant board positions. We have received four such expressions of interest. These will be considered by the board imminently to get a full complement of seven back on the board. I wish to thank all members for contributing to the AGM, firstly by voting on the proxy form, and secondly by showing enough interest to register to participate in the AGM. The minutes of this AGM will be available in about four weeks, as will the video of the proceedings. Links will be advertised on the WIA webpage. Now the great news is that the postponed annual conference, which was supposed to be held in May, will be held over the weekend of the 30th of April and 1st and 2nd of May 2021 in Hobart, Tasmania. Information on accommodation, events and registration will be advertised later this year. 7.3. This has been WIA Secretary and Director, Peter, VK8ZZ. This is Roger Harrison, K2ZRH, Editor-in-Chief of Amateur Radio Magazine. First of all, issue number two is currently in production. Cover, which is printed separately, went to the printers last week. The guts of the magazine is being proofed as this broadcast goes to air and will be on the press this coming week. So, what have we got to hold readers' interest in this issue? While Luigi De Stefano, VK3AQZ, continues describing his homebrew HF transceiver, G'day Lou, the main feature article, the one on the front cover, is about the romance of restoring a real radio. Phil White, VK2ASD, takes us through his pandemic project, getting a 1960s-era Hallicrafters SX-62 general coverage receiver back on the air. In keeping with the principle of focusing on technical matters, also served up in this issue is an article on simple dummy loads for HF through VHF rig testing, a wide-ranging signal generator and a neat little adjunct for FT817 rigs. And for the contesters out there, we have details on the 2020 Oceania DX contest, which runs later this year, 
More details in a coming broadcast. This has been AR Magazine Editor-in-Chief Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, for VK1WIA News. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, RAC, NZART, Amateur Radio Newsline and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. We begin this week's international news from New Zealand. To assist NZART members with a subscription reduction due to the COVID-19 pandemic, advice was sought from the NZART Treasurer as to what amounts could be offered. NZART Council has confirmed at its July 2020 meeting to set the subscription for the 2021 year to be $99 with a one-off rebate of $34, making the subscription after the rebate is applied of $65. This rebate is to assist members who may be under financial strain to retain their membership as a result of the lockdown due to COVID-19. To the JARL, almost goes without saying that the JARL has announced the largest amateur radio event in the world, the Tokyo Ham Fair, due to be held October 31 to November 1, has been cancelled due to coronavirus. In 2019, 42,000 people were reported to have visited the event, which takes place usually in August. For 2020, it was planned for October 31 to November 1 because of the then-expected Olympic and Paralympic Games during the summer. To Europe now, in Germany, unauthorised transmissions in the 144 MHz satellite allocation. The Deutsche Amateur Radio Club, DARC, reported unauthorised transmissions in the 144 MHz satellite segment of the 2-metre amateur radio primary allocation. DARC said the signals from illegal transmitters in the 144.010 to 144.020 MHz range are coming from water vitalisers or water energisers. The manufacturer specifies 144.015 MHz as the transmit frequency in its product description. The DARC, Electromagnetic Compatibility Department, seeks further details and location information in preparation to file a complaint. The devices apparently generate fields with considerable field strength and a long range. The signals appear increasingly in the morning or in the evening. The illegal transmitters are typically in operation from 5 to 60 MTS in multiples of 5 minutes. The signal is generally very stable in frequency but occasionally shows short-term fluctuations of up to a few hundred hertz. The carrier is not modulated. To the United Kingdom, over 1,000 online exams passed. The RSGB is delighted to announce that recently the 1,000th person has passed the foundation exam via remote invigilation. Congratulations to them and everyone else who's joined Amateur Radio via this exam process. To celebrate, the Society has launched a new webpage to share the stories of just some of these successful candidates. In the USA, there's a plan in the works to build a new international shortwave radio station in Illinois, one that would use the Digital Radio Mondial modulation system. But now several prominent members of the US shortwave community are asking the Federal Communications Commission to take a closer look first. Parable Broadcasting Company in April asked the FCC to allow it to build the station west of Chicago using the callsign WPBC. It wants to offer broadcasting and data services. 
Specifically, Parable wrote that the station would serve the areas of Europe that may be authorised by the Commission. The planned broadcast content includes religious and educational programming, as well as data content provided by third parties. It added that it wants to take advantage of the recent push by the National Association of Shortwave Broadcasters to develop and provide content for the growing DRM market. Now three individuals collectively called the high-frequency parties filed an informal objection. It's that wording about data content that concerns them. Learn from over 70-plus speakers at the first-ever Virtual Ham Expo. Despite the closure of all ham radio events, There's a great opportunity to join your fellow hams at the first ever QSO Today Virtual Ham Expo on Saturday and Sunday, August 8 and 9, 2020. Built on a live virtual reality platform used by Fortune 500 companies and major universities, this ARRL-sanctioned ham fest will let you learn from a packed lineup of over 70-plus world-renowned ham radio speakers. See demos of the latest ham radio equipment from the world's top equipment companies and you can easily ask questions and engage with exhibitors through video, audio or chat. If you've never been to a ham fest or expo, you can participate from the convenience of your home or office without having to spend a cent on travel. For WIA National News, in Sydney I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Ham Radio Operational News. It's Contact Sport. I'm Felix VK4FUQ. Trans Tasman Low Band Contest. Hi, this is Alan, VK4 Sierra November, manager for the Trans-Tasman Contest. What a fantastic evening it was last Saturday week. Conditions were good, except for the intruding radar on 80 and 40 metres. The contest saw an abundance of operators keeping the contest alive all night. I personally worked over 100 stations in an hour, which is rather unusual for a VK contest. This is a good warm-up to the upcoming Remembrance Day contest on the 15th and 16th next month. He is hoping for another outstanding amount of participants for the RD. Today is the last day for submitting logs for the Trans-Tasman, so if you haven't submitted a log yet, please head to the rules on the WIA website for information on where to upload your log. You are quite welcome to email me direct at vk4sn at wia.org.au. Results will be released within a fortnight. 73s and catch you in the Remembrance Day contest. This is Alan VK4, Sierra November. The RSGB's Islands on the Air contest takes place over this weekend, the 25th and 26th of July. The exchange is signal report, serial number and your IOTA reference. Mainland Australia is OC001, whilst Mainland Tasmania is OC006. Mainland Britain is EU005, Mainland Island is EU115, while small islands have differing references. The IOTA contest has been scaled back this year, with no portable entries being accepted due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Running from 1,200 hours UTC on the 25th to 1,200 hours UTC on the 26th, it is CW and SSB only on the 3.5 to 28 MHz contest bands. RD or Remembrance Day contest will be August 15-16. The 40th Lara contest will be on again on the last weekend of August, that is Saturday the 29th and Sunday the 30th. Oceania contest. Hoist from 0600 hours UTC Saturday October the 3rd to 0600 hours UTC Sunday October the 4th. CW from 0600 hours UTC Saturday October the 10th to 0600 hours UTC Sunday October the 11th. CQ Worldwide DX SSB October 24, 25. CQ Worldwide DX CW November 28, 29. December 6 to 8, 160 m worldwide. December 14, 15, 10 m worldwide. 
Ted Pell Memorial Day Challenge for award periods issued three months starting in January of each calendar year and two categories in the contest. Most wanted than top five. Top five you try and work the most five wanted DXCC entities. Most wanted you work the most wanted DXCC entity. The DX entities in play are those most wanted during those three month windows. All major Australian contest rules and results are on the contest section of the WIA website. Australia. Members of the Wireless Institute of Australia are QRV with special call VI-110-WIA until the end of 2020 to celebrate our 110th anniversary, in fact the world's oldest amateur radio society. Activities on the HF bands and QSL is via LOTW. Greenland. OX3 Alex from Ossiat Island until July 30. Look for him on 40 to 4 metres. He will also try to activate other islands of this iota group. QSL via OZ0J. United States of America. The Grayson County Amateur Radio Club commemorates the Red River Bridge War of 1931, a boundary conflict between Oklahoma and Texas, with the call sign W5I, ending UDC Day July 26. QSL via K5GCC Direct or via the Bureau, LATW or EQSL. Philippines. Members of the Ham Society of the Philippines are operating as DZ30SH from Malolos City until August 29, supporting stay-home activities. QSL via LATW or EQSL. Hungary. The Hungarian FIRAC group is active with the call sign HA70MAV until December 1. QSL via LATW or EQSL. Italy. Members of the Italian Naval Old Rhymers Club are using the call sign II0ICEH now until August 1 to commemorate the Andrea Doria disaster. QSL via the Bureau. France. TM11AD will be operated by the British Breakout from Normandy Museum in its annual Liberation Festival, August 1 and 2. Look for them on HFCW, SSB and the digital modes. They are hoping to use genuine World War II era gear and demonstrating it to the public. QSL via F4KKE. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Inningham. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Hi, I'm Bruce, VK3FFF, Worldwide Special Interest Groups, ATV, and here's Peter. This is Peter, VK3BFG. After two and a half years... VK3RTV, the Melbourne DATV repeater, is back on the air again. The site for the system is Amateur Radio Victoria's Mount View in the Melbourne metropolitan area. The site is a high point in the eastern suburbs. Initial reports are very favourable with most current ATV operators able to get into the system. The repeater now is purely digital, with three input frequencies of 1246, 1255 and 1278 MHz DVBS. The output is a multiplex signal, on 445.5 MHz DVB-T, with QPSK modulation. The transmitter is a 500-watt amplifier running an output of 100 watts. The receive antennas are dual quads sealed in waterproof radomes. The polarisation of these antennas is horizontal. The output antenna is a vertically polarised omnidirectional array. There are now amateurs in the Melbourne area that are very keen to get hold of DATV Express boards from the US. The DATV Express team need an order of 25 to make it a production efficient. At this stage, there are 10 on the waiting list. 
If anyone anywhere in Australia is interested in a DATV Express board, which is an extremely versatile DATV system, please contact Peter, VK3BFG, at pcossins at bigpond.com. That is P-C-O-S-S-I-N-S at bigpond.com, and you'll be added to the waiting list. It is planned to have an ATV net on Tuesday nights in Melbourne at 2,000 hours, with net control being Neil, VK3BCU. The check-in will be 147.4 MHz FM. This will be an opportunity for viewers to tune their set-top boxes, as they will know there will be signals on the air. On the last Friday and Saturday of August, it is planned to have an international DATV QSO party. This has been received very enthusiastically by ATV operators in the USA. This is Peter, VK3BFG. Ballooning. Amateur radio operators send balloon around the globe. Peter Vogel, VE7AFV, writes in the BC Catholic about radio amateurs who build balloons carrying amateur radio transmitters and fly them around the world. He describes how Bill Brown, WB8ELK, and a small team of ham radio enthusiasts aim to build and launch a radio-equipped balloon that might possibly circumnavigate the planet, broadcasting its location every 10 minutes or so. On their ninth attempt, the balloon, following the jet stream, moved across the Atlantic, Europe, the Middle East, northern India, China, Japan and finally the Pacific. Worldwide special interest groups, females in radio. Anne Renton Memorial Net this Tuesday. One of the friendliest radio nets in the land happens this Tuesday evening, July 28th, from 7.30pm on the Townsville UHF repeater and via the VK4 TUB All-Star Link 46740 and Link Node 837230. The net is open to young and old, YL or OM, and is a golden opportunity for anyone who needs practice on air to go onto the net as second operator. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. HO107 is back. On the evening of July 17, 2020, Vlad Chorney, EU1SAT, tweeted Husky1 Active with a screenshot from Fox Telem showing that he had received telemetry from HO107, Husky Sat1, which had been silent for nearly two months. About an hour after EU1SAT's tweet, the satellite passed over the eastern United States and AMSAT command stations KO4MA and N8MH copied telemetry. On subsequent passes, the satellite again was successfully commanded. The transponder remains disabled while AMSAT operations evaluates the telemetry from the satellite. SpaceX to launch AMSAT EA, ESAT 2 and Hades satellites. Spain's National Amateur Radio Society, URE, says SpaceX expect to launch the ESAT 2 and Hades satellites in December 2020. AMSAT EA, the URE satellite group, is building the satellites together with the European University of Madrid. The launch has been managed through the space broker Alba Orbital, based in Glasgow. ESAT-2 and Hades will be launched into a sun-synchronous orbit between 500 kilometres and 600 kilometres and their main function is to act as analogue and digital repeaters for radio amateurs.
There is also a camera for SSTV transmissions provided by the Czech Republic, now adapted to fit into the Pocket Cube satellites. IARU has coordinated these frequencies. Hades, uplink 145.925 MHz, downlink 436.888 MHz. ESAT 2, uplink 145.875 MHz, downlink 436.666 MHz. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Rescue Radio. Big budget boost for New Zealand Search and Rescue. New Zealand's Transport Minister, Phil Twyford, has announced a $54.8 million Australian boost over four years for New Zealand Search and Rescue, Recreational Boating Safety and Safety Awareness Programs. The Minister said, This 112% funding boost will help organisations with their missions, governance, volunteer retention, health and safety, prevention initiatives and communication technology. This funding is also additional to around $54 million New Zealand already allocated for search and rescue in this four-year period. The minister went on to say, Non-governmental organisations such as Landsar, Coast Guard and Amateur Radio Emergency Communications have been affected by the pandemic. This funding increase will help support them during our economic recovery. Critical Comms online magazine says that New Zealand's search and rescue region covers more than 30 million square kilometres from the mid-Tasman Sea to halfway to Chile and from the South Pole almost to the equator. It includes approximately 15,000 kilometres of coastline around New Zealand and many lakes, rivers, forests and mountains. I mentioned Chile in that previous story. Well, through the week, WIA front page news, wia.org.au, reported on an air ambulance en route from San Diego, Chile, to Easter Island, which lost air communications while they were more than 1,000 nautical miles away from the Chile mainland. The pilot resorted to the frequency of 7.1 megahertz, the Peruvian relief net, to ask for help. Luckily, Guillermo... OA4DTU and Giancarlo OA4DSN were on frequency. They then called Oceanic Air Control in Chile, the official entity in charge, who were already on alert after they had lost contact with the air ambulance. The HF radio at Easter Island was not in operation at that time, which complicated the situation. After several phone calls to that entity to let them know about the airplane's position and route, the pilot reported that he had made VHF contact with the tower at Easter Island and he had received descent and landing instructions. Later, the pilot called Guillermo, OA4DTU, by phone to thank him for his help and sent him a photo of the air ambulance on the runway while they waited for the patient to be transported back to Chile. Once again, the positive role of radio amateurs in risk or emergency situations is confirmed. Special interest groups, VHF and above, the plumber's delight. 134.000 to 136.000 gigahertz amateur band record claimed. The national 134 gigahertz distance record has been smashed. Previously sitting at 3.8 kilometres, it is now... 19 kilometres. The distance record attempt took place on the 11th of June in Victoria 
and was achieved by Andrew, VK3CV, and Noel of VK3NH between Sky High Restaurant on Mount Dandenong and the base of the Fire Lookout Tower at Kangaroo Ground, a distance of 19 kilometres, smashing the previous national 134 GHz record of 3.8 kilometres achieved by VK4CSD and VK4FB just 18 months previously. Whilst VK3CV Andrew, located at Kangaroo Ground, could see the sky-high site, Noel, VK3NH, had no visibility of Kangaroo Ground due to the mist, so had to search in the general direction through a gap in between the trees until he heard his unit operating in beacon mode on CW. They then proceeded with a contact on FM mode. Equipment was designed and built by Andrew. Distance records are kept on the WIA website under the four members. Menu select VHUF records for both general information and to view the distance records. Record claims should be made on the form downloadable from wia.org.au. The operators of both stations must be at the time of the contact holders of current amateur licences issued in their names and operating their own stations in full compliance with the conditions of their licences. Claimants must sign a declaration that to the best of their knowledge the information supplied in support of their claim is true and correct and they agree to accept the WIA's ruling on their claim as final. I'm Bruce, VK3 Triple F in sunny Bendigo. Thanks, Bruce, and you stay safe down there in VK3. With that, we wrap up the WIA National News. For those of you watching Bevan VK5BD's ATV version of this news, I'm on the bike and, like that duck, I'm out of here. Till we meet again, I'm Graham VK4BB. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1 WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.